Welcome to the Sophie Blues, your source for all things Everton, and welcome to the extra time segment for Everton 3, Sheffield Wednesday 0. Everton win convincingly in the FA Cup fourth round against lower league opposition to progress to a game against potentially Wickham or Spurs at this moment in time, I'm not too sure. I'm joined by Owen. Owen, how are you, mate? How do you, you feel about that result yesterday? I, I was really pleased with it. I, it. It was a game that... <laughs> I wasn't worried about because I've kind of sort of know how bad Sheffield Wednesday have been this season through watching a bit of them. Championship have been on in the midweek, so I've been watching a bit of them. And yeah, they're not they're not a very good team. Um, but it, it was also a game I felt <laughs> we could easily spoil this up very easily, and we didn't. They didn't cause us any issues all night. Um, we we were always in control of the game, kept the ball really well. Good off set pieces again. Got the early goal to get our noses in front, and it was just sort of a routine FA Cup win against the lower league opposition. That sort of the we're blueprint. Of no, we're not, and it was the blueprint of how you deal with teams like Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously, we played teams in the past like Millwall, but Millwall are a lot better team than what Sheffield Wednesday were last night, and even Rotherham, which we got through that. But yeah, there's ways of dealing with. Tough teams and they went tough to be fair, but it was it was a game where we had to we we got through it. We won our battles against them. They tried to make it difficult, but they couldn't really. And yeah, we were through. It, it was routine and it set up set us up nicely for the game against Leicester, which is an important game. But you wouldn't have liked to have gone in that game with sort of a a disappointment in the performance, or even heaven forbid, leaving the the FA Cup. So we're through and it. It's good to it's good to know that we we've got two home games now against Leicester and Newcastle, and it sets them both up quite nicely with that. Yeah, I think we um, we needed to get a bit like obviously we had the Rotherham game and the Wolves game. It's you know it's since the West Ham game we've now won three games and it's just it's you need that momentum I think don't you? Yeah, um, yeah. It, sometimes in some this season it's so key momentum. I think. You, We've seen it with Chelsea. Obviously, they were, they they went quite a lot and beaten before they came to Goodison. And I'm not claiming we were the the start of the end for Chelsea this season, but they they'd gone a lot and beaten, and they got beat to us, and they haven't really got it back. And then you change manager now, so without the fans, they're sort of like adding like an extra element to the sort of team performance to get them over the line. It it's just it can be sometimes difficult without that. So with without that form, so so getting form and winning any game you can, if you get what I mean, is is so important because it sets you up for the next one. So Sheffield Wednesday, you beat them three 0 but it sets you up nicely for the Leicester game. And some of the things you're trying in the Sheffield Wednesday game, you might try in the Leicester game, they might work still, and you might find a partner form. It momentum's so important, really. So getting a run of results together at this stage of the season is important because we're at the precipice now with the league as it is where we could just 
don't ebb away and finish seventh, be happy with our season's work in a way. But knowing that we've left a bit to be desired in terms of other performances and it's cost us with the top four. But if we go on a really good run now and get a way of playing together and get results on the get results down, there's no reason why we couldn't finish in the top four with the league the way it is. So we've got Leicester, Newcastle, I think Leeds after that. There's opportunities for points there. So it sets us up nicely for that. And obviously being the FA Cup last night, it gets us through to the next round. Now, for more many more reasons than one, I would love it to be Wickham Wanderers, not only because they're an easier team than Tottenham, but I'd love to see them play football on Goodison. It would be amazing. Um, but So we can hope it's them. On the most likely situation, it's Tottenham, difficult game, but we beat them before. So if you, it's all about confidence and I think we'll go into games now mainly due to the tactical acumen of the manager and sort of getting players back to fitness. It, it sets us up nicely. So what is going to be an interesting second half of the season? Certainly will. And uh, I think what we can't understate is that, I mean, obviously we have a lot of games coming up in quick succession. I think it was imperative that we dealt with this professionally so we could get a couple of goals up and get some players rested, which we yeah. actually were able to do. And, you know, it was actually the opposite against Rotherham going into the Wolves game where we had to call upon our key players and um, because the second string underperformed. And I think Carlo didn't want to take that chance this time. He wants to make sure we got it done, got everyone rested, and, you know, we can look at Edmond to the next game. I think we've had a... I think, obviously, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison on the score sheet as well, a bit of a confidence boost for Richarlison as well, which is... I don't, I don't yeah. think we can understate the importance of that. Yeah, I think we've we've all sort of come to terms with the sort of the the ins and outs and the difficulties this season Richarlison's gone through. Probably no no more evident than in this game. He gets a goal, could possibly have gone another one, but it looked at times that he, he, he wasn't quite getting into the game and whatever reason that is, I think getting that goal, who knows, even though it's an edder in the I think it was the second or the third in the against a pretty bleak Sheffield Wednesday team. But even despite all that, it, it can set them up for Leicester, Newcastle and Leeds and I haven't thought that far ahead who play we play after that. But to be it, honest, a, I think it's it's a case of we need I think if we're gonna achieve top four, we need to see him starting to contribute more with goals and yeah. assists in the second half of the season. And I'd like to think he will. But um hopefully this could be the springboard for that. Yeah, because we've been in defensively incredibly stoic this, this since about November. We started the season off with sort of free flowing football and pulling teams to the sword and it was it was fun and yeah, where it was where it was. Then, the happens. then then we had a bit of a blip when we played, I don't know. Southampton that was a disappointing one. Newcastle. Unbelievably disappointing. Unbelievably disappointing. We didn't get anything from that. Even more disappointing leads playing them like they were Bayern Munich. It was just incredible, really. But we'll forget about them and we'd be Fulham in there. Drew at Burnley. And then from that, I think from that second half against Burnley. Burnley game was the start of the sort of turnaround and like performance. You know, Everton two weeks before that would have lost to Burnley. So I think we we could have seen the difference in that game that. We conceded the early goal and still got up, and you move on from that quickly. And then you go Chelsea, Arsenal, Leicester, you know, Sheffield United, you know, Wolves. Okay, we had West Ham in there. 
you know, we've had games in there, but we've got through them all and we are where we are. And we're a couple, we've got a couple of games in hand, not far off the top four, even not really far off the top of the league, if you're looking at that. We're in a really good place and we're in the fifth round of the cup. I think this season has gone better than what I expected it to if you have a look. I'll I'll probably I'd agree with that I mean I'd expect a major improvement but to still be I wasn't expecting top four this season at all but to still be a chance of that is great we massively overachieved because I said at the start of the season on um, on something else that if we could if we could just keep on the coattails of the top seven by the time February comes around and the end of January and we're in that sort of hunt I'll be pleased not that we're on the coattails, but being honest, top of the league, because a couple of games in hand, that's where we'll be. So, you know, it's incredibly, it's incredibly pleasing. Obviously, Liverpool, non-great form, Tottenham, they drop silly points. Chelsea are really poor, Arsenal are poor. United are really good, but you could also see them dropping a bit because that's the nature of Man United. Obviously, Man City... That's the nature of every season. Like, but, I think Man City may be a side. No, but they've had a tough run, remember, so... They were they were bottom half of the table in October, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it hasn't gone more plain sailing for them. I think the, the only teams that have looked consistent this season to me probably Leicester, I think for what they are, they've been in and around it all season. Villa again for what they are, what they're trying to do, they've been consistent. Southampton, so apart from that, everyone else have had moments where they question themselves at some points, but we haven't. So we are well, we have, but probably had November, um, but. Yeah, we have. Uh, Newcastle and Leeds aside, I, I don't think it's, there's been any games where I've been dying to tear my hair out. West Ham was tough, but they won one though. We could have easily won that one nil. It was, it was one of them. That was a really games. frustrating game. That one. But... It was frustrating because we could have won a one nil either. Either because they weren't exactly brilliant. They were they were organised, and so were we. It was a case of who gets that lucky bounce, and they was them, and yeah. But Sheffield United, you could say the same about that game. It was very much on the knife edge on 70. It went to for us. It, it, it's gone really well this season. And not the Cups as well. We got to the quarterfinals of the League Cup where we played a really informed man new team, one of them. And then obviously we're in the next round of this one. So we've done really well. I think the recruitment this season has been brilliant. It, it, it's just a really good sort of feel good factor at the moment, and obviously pleased with the performance. But I don't think we can say too much about the performance because I don't think that it showed us anything that I kind of didn't expect, other than our levels are much better than Sheffield Wednesday's. Yeah, well, I think I was actually getting nervous going into this game because of the way we played against Rotherham, and I thought it could be a repeat of that. But I, don't, I didn't, they had COVID cases, and Rotherham were a lot more well-established in terms of what they try and do from week to week than Sheffield Wednesday. So I thought this would be a lot... I think I thought it would be a lot smoother than Rotherham, but either way, we got through both of them and hopefully we can test ourselves against Wickham next. Well, we'll have to wait and see about that one tonight. But um, performance-wise, we've had a couple... We was some really good performances, wasn't there? I mean, you know, we're not naming names, Thomas Rodriguez. Oh, we... we it was men v boys at the time when we were on the pitch. I think I'm going to say Sigurdsson and Gomez, I thought also they looked really in sort of technical ability. They took the game away from them. I, I yeah. don't think there was a bad performance on the pitch, to be honest. I think people have moaned about Richarlison and sort of 
effort to Tampa. He got on the score sheets once, could have been twice. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he fought his way into James that Coleman's game. crossing did me head in a bit of times, like, but apart from that, James Coleman's crossing's been doing my head in for the past ten years. Yeah, but... yeah. yeah. It's one of them. Um, for me, also, think... where's the dispatches for Robin Olsen, who every time comes into the F- this Everton team looks calm, assured. That's seven out of ten league average keeper. He do, he do, he just looks fine every time. I I I I'd be quite disappointed if we don't sign Robin Olsen at some point because I think at the very least he's a good number two. If we if we get a better number one, I think, he, I think ever since I think we made a good point about this Paul and I on the live show last night. If you haven't seen that, by the way, guys, go and check that out. But on that on that live show, me and Paul said that ever since Olsen made his debut in the Newcastle game, whenever Pickford's come in since, yeah. he's raised his game. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't. I we haven't talked about John Pickford for months now. Well, the media have, but we haven't. Yeah, I don't care what they do. The media is Jermaine Genus, who doesn't have a clue about football. Listen to goodness, the... oh, God. But, no, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, but the, the media is only like, it's, it's, like, it's funny because like, our fans have actually turned it into the game of bingo now, where which minute are they going to mention the picture? It's, it's not even in Liverpool games half the time. Well, they're watching like Spurs versus Burnley or something. Yeah, it just pops up. Oh, did you know Virgil van Dijk got injured in the derby? God, it's you know, unbelievable, isn't it? It's like it is. It's those like entertaining t- at this point. We are actually turning it into a game of bingo though now. <laughs> it's like a sweepstake. Who had who had thirty first minute for the Richarlison tackle on oh, the Island wow. getting a mention and even worse than this. I went from yesterday listening to Jermaine Genus, Steve McManaman, about an hour, and I don't know quite know how I went through that. Oh God. Bad, that was a fun, fun, a fun day for football commentary. That was, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I find the FA Cup quite flat, flat at times. To be honest, it just seems to me that these lower league teams know without the crowd, they're not really going to get anything. So the games just go through the motions and bring back the Premier League on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see us dominate a game like that, though, because I don't think we have done that since the early weeks of the season. No, that's a point. Actually, I agree with that. I think that we it's been defensively quite stoic from us since that flurry at the start, and every other game we've been edging it. It's all, no it's all we have, every single game we've won since November has been won by one goal. That's yeah, Until that's the way today. it works. We played a lot of good teams within that as well. Who you know we've made it difficult for. And you're not going to win some of these teams by being free flowing, but especially over Christmas where games pile up and you're just trying to get through them with results. So hopefully yeah, but... we, can play, we play Newcastle next Saturday. I'm not going to say anything, but I fancy that one to be one where we can really have a good go at them. I hope so. I mean, I'd like to think that we start being a bit, you know, showing a bit more going forward because if we can add that to the defensive display yeah. that we've been putting in the past few months, then we could go on a really good run. I don't think it's too much to expect that against Leeds and Newcastle, we can rectify the two previous woeful performances against them and really put them both to the sword quite comfortably. Yeah, it's crucial that we do that as well. I think, you know, it... if we can just get something from the Leicester game, a point, 
and then beat them too comfortably. That's seven points. That's quite big in terms of points building. So obviously we've got this is about the FA Cup and we're through to the next round, but as people can tell I'm really infused by the whole cup situation. Yeah, the FA Cup, I mean it's one of them I'm, I've always been a big fan of the FA Cup, I agree with you this season. Without the fans, it does really take you know, we all everyone's used that cliche, the magic of the FA Cup. There's no magic of the FA Cup when there's no fans in the ground. I think I I found myself watching Bundesliga instead of some of the FA Cup matches this this weekend. So you can tell how infused, infused I am about. They got fans back in the ground yet in Germany? Don't think so. We're really paying that much attention to the stands, like the <laughs> strike ball winning again. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, should every, every, yeah, it's one of them. The equivalent of like Sky mentioned the Richardson tackle. Uh, I won't ask to mention Freiburg. <laughs> Yeah, there's an excellent podcast on Freiburg. Everyone should check out right after this one. Um, really. yeah, well, there we go. Anyway, we'll go on to a couple of the players before we finish on this sec- this segment. We'll, um, obviously, Hammers ran the show with his tricks and flicks. I mean, I think for me, that the really pleasing one was obviously Gomez got an assist. And he's yeah, sort so of... After not having an assist in about three years, he gets two and two, I think. Yeah, it's two and two for him now, and you know the, the, he should was... occupy that space on the left hand side because he seems to find good space there, and make good good decisions on the, because of the cross against Wolves. So I think if he can exploit that space on the sort of left hand side of the box, he can cause real damage there because he's done it a couple of times even before he got the assist. Well, well, he, well, what he's me is that I think he used to sort of take up that role a bit when he played for Valencia. Yeah, he did, yeah. And... He just found becoming a very safe footballer who doesn't really affect the game but he has done the last couple so you've got to give him credit where credit's due um, we'll see if he can continue that I think he'll, he will play on Wednesday I imagine it's a big game for him Ducore definitely comes back in no matter what from then on but we'll, we'll, we'll see how he gets on but if he can affect the game more there's no reason why he can't play because he's obviously technically quite a quite good footballer so we need to see more from him but I think his levels have improved just just as everyone else's. Just just on a side note, in terms of going forward, the Newcastle game obviously Alan won't be back to Leicester. Do you think he's got a chance for Newcastle or Leeds? Who's that? Sorry, Alan. Oh, Alan. Newcastle yeah. Or Leeds, not Leicester. But I imagine Newcastle or Leeds. Do you think he's got a chance? Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, I wouldn't be rushing him back. I mean, he's he's too crucial player to risk injuring him again. Agree, but if he's got a chance, if he if he's got a chance for Newcastle, but he'd definitely be back for Leeds if he didn't play Newcastle. I'd definitely play him for Leeds because last time against Leeds, he he found a lot of space to work into, so we could play for he Leeds. Was excellent was def- against Leeds, and everyone else yeah. was rubbish. Yeah, so I was thinking if we can get him into that one, it'd be really good. He he was really good before he got injured as well, Alan. So we'll we'll see how he gets on again. Leicester first half before he got his injury, he was unbelievable. Yeah, it's just it's the way it is, isn't it? But on this game, anyway, we'll just finish up. The entire sort of team performance was very strong, wasn't it? And it was a, I think it's one of them. What do you think we can take from this moving forward? Like any sort of tactical tweaks or? Um, I don't know because I feel it's difficult to judge against such a weak opposition. I mean, I'm not putting Sheffield Wednesday down. They their fans know. The plight there, and but I feel like Hammers it could be sort of the rebirth of him on the right hand side, maybe because with Newcastle coming up, 
if we can get that front three firing for that game, I feel really like we could have a lot of fun against them because obviously they know what situation they're in at the moment as well. So maybe with an added emphasis on the front three back coming back, maybe with a Wobie, I don't know if he'll be fit for any of the games. Maybe you're then forward in tandem. We can cause teams a lot of damage and keep that defensively stoic sort of back four and really start to go on a real good run of winning games comfortably. I like to think so, but we'll leave it at that anyway for this game anyway. Everton 3, Sheffield Wednesday nil. Welcome to the match preview for Everton versus Leicester City, our second of three games in quick succession at Goodison Park. Uh, this one's on Wednesday night, and you know it's a big game for us. I think this one up against top four rival, possibly. I'm um, joined by Owen for this one. Owen, how are you feeling going into this one? Obviously, we just come off the back of the Sheffield Wednesday results. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? I'm really looking forward to this one. I think. It's going to be a good game. I think we've got more players coming back. I think we're in really good form at the moment, good position in the league, doing well in the cup, coming against another good team who's doing well. And Brendan Rodgers has done a fantastic job at Leicester since the time he's been there. They're a really good team. They buy well. They're sort of direct rivals for us at the same places this season. So it's going to be a big game. Um, I dare say we mustn't try not to lose this one just to set up the next two games with some positive momentum going into them and trying to win them, but be a tough game. Obviously, we beat them in the last two games. I think Goodison last year and the King Power this season, we've done a job job on them on both, so we can do that again. We can please them, but just make trying to make sure that we go into the game and continue the positive momentum. Be a tough game. They're a good side, but we'll just have to play our game and see what happens. Yeah, we'll go after the... I think we're going to have to make ourselves very hard to beat. I mean, that's going to be, I think, a, a crucial factor in this. Is like we're going to have to keep it very tight, um, which I think we have been doing mostly this season. We've done a very good job of that so far. So, with that in mind, you see Michael Keane coming back into the defence. Definitely. I, I can actually see the back four of centre-back starting again. And I will anyway. The Holgate, Mina, Keane, Godfrey. Mm, I'll do that. Um but they're a really good team, so if you keep them out by doing that, you can possibly get away with playing more offensive players like Rodriguez, Cavalier, Richarlison. And then if you keep a clean sheet, which will be and the clean sheet mentality, we keep talking about trying to make sure we keep that. Clean there's sheet. another game of bingo. There's another one to cross off your bingo card there. Uh, down people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so making sure if you try and keep a clean sheet, you can win the game and. I'd keep the back four as them four and then probably the Corey Davis. I'll probably the yeah, but I don't know. The Corey's banned, is no, he? No, so we can't play if we remember. So Gomez and Davis, um Hammers, Sigurdsson, Richarlison and Calvaloon, I imagine, will be something of the team. Um, and then obviously hopefully we can go and win the game, but if we at least get some from the game, it'll, it'll continue that momentum. Is it will be fit? I don't know. I don't know what the situation with Alex Iwobi is at the moment. I think he'd be a big plus if he was fit because then you could see Hammers moving inside and Iwobi going back to that sort of bear from the right wing. So if we can get the four of them on the pitch with Richarlison and Carvalho, we can really cause them issues and 
be keeping it tight at the back with the back four. Real, we have a real good chance of getting some from the game. Yeah, certainly. Uh, but um, I think the, the the one I always worry about when we play against Leicester is obviously they've got three excellent centre mids and a bit of it depleted there. How are we going to go about nullifying the threat of obviously we've got like Madison, Tielemans, Ndidi and at the moment we haven't got our two best centre mids. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, it'll be, it, it will be tough. I think on paper anyway that their midfield should overpower us but the the overpower does last season a good or something, but what Carlo did that day was sit very deep and sort of make them play in front of us and go from side to side and hit them on the break and we won that game two one. Did a similar thing to them our um the King Power this season. So I think that'll be the, a similar template which I can see us going with for, for this one. Sitting deep and hitting them on the break and I think we'll have a good chance of getting something from the game if we do that because Leicester have historically struggle to break down low block teams and are better sort of playing into space so yeah I think nullify them and hit them on the break I think that should be how we approach it in my opinion I think also it's like you talk about Leicester liking to play in space could they have to adapt their tactical setup a little bit because I think Vardy is injured isn't he yeah but that means in Nacho plays and around Vardy play <laughs> yeah to be fair yeah Nacho just loves it against us doesn't he he really scares me. <laughs> Why exactly? If we, if, if we were, I don't know, Sheffield United and we were playing Leicester, I'd be made up because he's rubbish, but he's playing us. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's he got a knack of scoring against us like Origi um, has. So, not very good strikers have good records against us. So, But if he has an in-that-Joe type performance against everyone else, we have a good chance. Harvey Barnes is another really good player. Yeah, he's working so on him. Yeah. I don't, don't know if it would be Perez maybe who else will play. I don't know. So It's either Perez or under. Brighton on the other wing, isn't it? Yeah, so it, it, it's a, if it's a Nacho or Brighton and Barnes, you're looking at Barnes being the standout performer there for Leicester. So if you nullify him and you're getting them playing all sides of the pass, and I think we've got a good chance of winning this one. I think Hull, if I'd have Holgate at right back, personally. Definitely. Definitely to try and cope with Barnes. Um you could even if if all Brighton's playing on the the other side, you could possibly get away with playing Luca well, you could definitely get away with playing Luca Deans just sort of because they won't have that sort of real threat on that side with like a quality wing of it's all Brian who's alright, but he's not world class so you could play Dean and make them worried the other way what about uh, there's obviously all Brighton or Perez or Dennis Pratt none of them worry me enough not to play Luca Dean and play Ben Godfrey there but uh, yeah I would rather play Luca Dean more I think of her actually because I don't think they're going to cause it the same issues that what they perhaps did in December all Brighton's going to do an amazing game now <laughs> He scored that mad free kick against us. Now, Perez always seems to have a good game against us as well, to be honest. So. Especially for Newcastle. It's going to be Perez in that show. They're going to buy a Riki and going to complete the trio. I don't know, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I think at the other end of the picture, fancy us to you know, get forward and maybe get a goal. So I think we could definitely do that. I think it's about notifying their threat is the real issue yeah. for me in this game. Yeah, um, 
yeah, we've definitely got issues to make them worry because we've got good quality players in the final third. We haven't got an abundance of them to come off the bench and sort of like have a rotation of six or seven top quality attacking players like Chelsea have and Man U. Whether they get the best out of them is a different question. But they've got. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't them. say Leicester are especially like you know blessed with that either. I just think no, Leicester I have think had better luck with injuries than we've had. No, I think. I, I do think Vardy and Barnes are sort of, when they sort of link up, they're a really threatening sort of attacking sort of duo. I think the the player who tends to play on the other side seems to be a bit more functional, like O'Brien sort of, to drop into space and sort of defend counter-attacks and that. So it's going to be a really interesting game. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're, you're into your tactics more than I am, I think. I think it would be a really intriguing game anyway because we're fighting for the similar thing, aren't we? So the, yeah. the game's really important. We've already beaten them at their place. If we can do the double over them, that stands us in really good stead to finish above them. Yeah, it really does. I dare say, if you finish above Leicester, you qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It's one yeah. of them. It's, it's crucial in that respect, I think. I worry about these kind of games because it's always when we have a chance to stake a claim that we mess things, things up normally. But um, true. But I hope that he, he's, you know, he's, he has improved us a lot, and you just got to hope that's different this time. Yeah, if we could win this one, it sets up Newcastle, and we, as you can tell, I'm getting really excited about what's to come in the Premier League for us because I think there's a real good chance to finish in a place unknown to us this season. And with these games coming up, the, the real sort of tantalising, tantalising games where we can really sort of win them. I know I look really stupid when we come back against Leeds and we've lost all three and I'm a bit down about the situation. But at the moment, I'm I'm really looking forward to what's to come. That's why I wasn't so boisterous about the FA Cup game because I struggled to find the same level of motivation for Sheffield when Tiro made the clock on a Sunday night as I would the other games. Yeah, I think I, I'm always the same no matter who, no matter what the competition is when it comes to watching Everton. I'm always I'm a bag of nerves and I'm especially a bag of nerves over this one. This is a crucial, crucial game in the season in my opinion. Oh, don't worry. When I, when I saw Callum Patterson was up front for Sheffield Wednesday and they were getting set pieces, I thought, yeah, here we go. But, yeah... Well, no matter what, I think we can be confident that the manager sets us up in the right way to give give us the best possible chance of getting something from a game. So, just got to yeah. keep that kind of mentality and we'll be fine. Cheap mentality. That, yeah, that exactly. Yeah, to be fair, it's, it's helped us so far, so we might not keep on keeping on. But with that in mind, like personnel, do you think it will be Davis and Gomez in the middle of the park? Yeah, I wouldn't like to see Sigurdsson in a deeper role. I think if Sigurdsson's no. going to play, it'd be as a number 10. And that just leave us with um, Davis and Gomez. Though I heard in dispatches that Delph might be in <sighs> round three. I wouldn't play him, but I mean, he's yeah, he's no. apparently fit, but you won't see him until May when he can be bothered getting himself back into the team. So it'll be Davis and Gomez, I imagine, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the worst came to the worst, is that like Holgate or Godfrey in the middle? If if it means if it's Delph or Godfrey or Holgate in the middle, I'm playing Delph or, I mean Holgate or Godfrey. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm not a fan of Fabian Delph. I'm not a fan of him at all, mate. I think 
were doing quite well. Don't I, I personally don't think he's good for the dressing room either. I think he's one of them. We should keep him giving he's as wide a bit as possible. Gone in the summer, isn't he? I, I really, really hope so. I'm surprised West Brom haven't tried to get him. I think Allardyce might like him. Probably. I mean, if we don't like him, Allardyce probably will. Yeah, I mean, so I could imagine doing the job for them, but definitely not for us. So keep him as far away from the the team as possible. Though I imagine he'll find himself on the bench at some point if he's fit. I was thinking of Fabian Delph now, and that he's going to be the one in the cubicle in the soil. <laughs> Remember, he, he, he attempted one sprint against Burnley and pulled his hamstring over it. Oh, dear, that's how he's been out for ages now. Because he tried to do a run. Yeah, as literally. Oh, All right, though, have, have some respect. Oh, yeah, he's a, oh, I can't wait until the day he's gone. But until yeah. then, he is an option in big fields, I guess. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, hopefully not too long until he leaves. I don't think he'll feature in the Leicester game myself, but uh, I think if Awobi's involved, I think that might help us a lot. Cause, I hope he is. Yeah, he's got really excited, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's one of them. He's also he's a very dynamic player. He's like strong and quick, and I think you need that against Leicester. Yeah, you need to worry them because they can worry you. You've mm-hmm. got to make them things to throw less at you. So. Uh, if a Wobie's fit, I'll definitely play him off the right and Hammers as a ten. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a nice little setup for us. I mean, with with that in mind, like obviously Leicester missing Vardy is the low the low block still the best option. I think counter attack is because I think they're really good at catching teams on the counter attack. So there's many possibilities if we can to limit their counter attacks. I think we should definitely take. The only sort of difference it would make to me is whether you throw Luca Dean back in or play Ben Godfrey because I feel like if you play Luca Dean, that's something else you worry them with. But then again, Ben Godfrey, he he's been really good there, so it's two for four for the manager. Yeah, Ben Godfrey's one on one defending is excellent. So, like, yeah. it, it is, it's a dilemma. But um, with that in mind, who would you go with, Dean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think he's one of our best players, and I think it, you'd find it difficult to leave him out of any of any game. I think it'll also be difficult to not make that. Could Ben Godfrey go right back, maybe? But Holgate can play him with. There's a lot of questions for the manager to to sort of think about. I, I don't know because we've got some options finally in terms of areas who can play where. So we'll just have to see. Maybe Godfrey will play considering he played Sunday and Dean plays this this game, but I don't know, it'd be interesting. But it's nice to have that selection, I think, for once. It's not something we've had the joys of for many years. No, no I think I think especially in December, I think every team picked itself because who was available. I think now we've got more options. We can just we can sort of with a lot of games coming up, we can sort of allocate players' games and hopefully it'll be enough to get a point because we need to to get points. Yeah, we've got loads of games coming up in quick succession. We need to get results in them all, I think. Imagine if we, imagine if we won the next three, where that would leave us to us mentally, even with the nine points, but mentally, what that does for us. Yeah, we've just got to hold that that's the case, I think. They're all games, I mean, the Leicester's going to be the tough one, this one. Yeah, definitely. I think the other two we should be expecting wins. 
personally. I, yeah, I definitely think Newcastle and Leeds, we should be winning them games comfortably. If we want to get in the top seven, they're two very winnable games against two bang average teams. So I think Leicester's the tough one, but I think them two, we, we have to win them. Yeah. But uh, with this one in mind, we'll finish up here. What's your prediction? I don't want to, I've been getting by these but not predicting wins for so long now. I don't want to predict the win, so I'll go one all. Yeah, I'm gonna say oof. Yeah, I was gonna say one all myself. I'll just I'll just go for a second that. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll second that, yeah. If I'm being positive one nil, but one all, one nil. I don't think we'll get beat, hopefully. So I hope not. I hope, I really hope not. It's disastrous if we do, but I think the way he sets yeah, but, us up at the moment we Team really hard to beat, so we just got to hope that we carry that on. We're playing a Vardy less Leicester, that, that should give us confidence that we can win the game. Playing an Ian Acho full Leicester, oh, full 90 minutes of him, not five minutes this time. Oh, god, score yeah. seven. Oh. <laughs> well, I love the way like Southampton fans are the way we have the, the, the Twitter account now, did the Richarlison tackle and the if the tackle get mentioned, they did the 9 0 defeat to Leicester get mentioned. Yeah. Oh, it really it would do my end. They never there. shut up about that. I'd feel yeah. really bad for Southampton fans. I mean, they've done really well as well. It's like the, the, funny, the funny thing is, if you actually looked at their results around that 9 0, they got beat a couple of times before and after, but large and large, they were doing. They, they weren't doing bad even after that. When like this season, they turned good. They went on a really good run last season. No, I know what they did, but it's like, it's because like they're all like, but all that come so far from this 9 0 defeat, like the media have to mention it every like game. Like, you were Derby 08, 07, 08, or something. It was just, it's nonsense the way they go on about it. They had a bad game where they went down to 10 men really early against a good <laughs> Leicester team. Come on, honestly. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes anyway. Fingers crossed for this one. It's a very big game in the context of the season, I think. So, anyway, guys, let us know how you're feeling going into this one. Everton versus Leicester on Wednesday. Not an easy one, but. One, if you know, there's a lot of reward if we can get a good result in this one. 